Welcome to the Beauties in Business podcast. This show is geared towards women in the beauty industry who want more, more income, more freedom, more fulfillment. Because school will teach you the basics, but if you want to truly thrive in this industry, you need to be a go-getter and be business savvy. My name is Callie Stewart, and it is my goal and my passion to build you up so that you can have the career you've always dreamed of. If you're ready, let's go. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Beauties in Business podcast. This is your host, Callie Stewart. So last weekend, I had an amazing opportunity of listening to a dear friend of mine teach a business class here in Utah at the Utah Nell Expo. And a big portion of the class was a Q&A. She gave an opportunity to the audience to be able to ask each person to ask the question, a question about business, which was really cool because it gave me insight onto everyone else's mind. And honestly, just being there in general was really cool because you got to put the faces to the names on Instagram. We all connect through Instagram all the time, but it's really cool to be able to like put faces to the names, see them, hug them, collaborate with them, and just have like an in-person experience. So overall, it was an amazing time. But the Q&A specifically gave me insight into what is going on into the to other people's minds. And I would say 95% of the questions were about policies. Now at this point, when I sat down to record this episode, there's a part of me that's like, I feel like I've beaten a, like I'm beating a dead horse talking about policies, but I keep going back to the Q and A and so many women were full of doubts and insecurities about charging fees with their prices. So let's just jump right in and, um, buckle up. Okay. So I want to first discuss my policies. Right now, currently, I do have a new client deposit. So that means if a new client is coming into my doors, I am so booked out that if you are going to take up that time and you're gonna be a new client and I am taking on the risk of welcoming a new client, right? You're gonna pay for that spot that you are asking to take. So if you cancel or you have to back out of it for whatever reason, that deposit stays with me. This isn't only unique to the beauty industry. This is known in car, the car world, loans. You have to put a deposit down agreeing to something that you're going to do. And if you back out of it, you lose your deposit. You see this in real estate with houses. So why do Neltex and beauty artists feel so insecure about doing the same thing that's common practice all throughout our world. I have had one time where I've given a deposit back and actually it's not that long ago. It was only a few months ago. Um, I was welcoming a new client in and it was about two and a half, maybe three weeks until her appointment. And she reached out on Instagram, told me that something had come up that had affected her financial situation. Like I said, it had been about two and a half weeks until her appointment time. So I did refund her deposit because I knew I could easily 
replace her. I could fill that spot. So I felt okay. I wasn't missing anything out. I felt like in that scenario, the right thing to do was to give her money back. Now I could have kept the money and I would have been justified in doing so. The other policy that I require is to keep cards on file. This one doesn't necessarily come with any fees, but I do require every single client to keep a card on file. I use a booking system called Gloss Genius and Gloss Genius really does demand that you put a card on file in order to book an appointment with me. But I did require this long before I started using Gloss Genius. I know Virago can also save a card on file as well, which is another booking system. But back when I worked at a salon, I was using Square. And on Square, you also have the option to save a card on file. So I simply reached out to all my clients, told them that I am now keeping a card on file and it will be used for my cancellation policy. But it can also be used for quick and easy checkout so they no longer have to bring their purse and their wallet in. And honestly, my clients were really supportive of this because it was I presented it as a convenient option for them. On Square, if you do choose to check out using a card on file, the fee is a little bit higher than your typical credit card fee. So keep that in mind. I didn't really care about that as much because I wasn't about ready to tell my clients you have to keep a card on file and then I'm not actually gonna use that card. I'm only gonna use it for, for policies. To me, that felt like I'll take and no give on my end. So a little bit of my give was, okay, I'll eat a little bit of extra cost because I'm requiring you to keep the card on file. Glass Genius and Virago, neither one of those charge an extra fee to use the card on file. So if you can and you do have the opportunity, I would look at using your booking system rather than Square. My last fee um, or like my last policy is a cancellation policy. This is a big one. And this is what 90% of the questions and topics revolved around at that business class. The scared and the intimidation that we have around charging this cancellation fee. So first let's dive into what it is. Cancellation fee for me right now in my career is if you cancel 48 hours before your appointment, you have to pay 60% of what the appointment was going to be. I feel confident charging this because 48 hours for me sometimes isn't enough to get a client in the door. And I have a wait list of people wanting to come in to see me. So I have a demand and a backing that can back up that 48 hours. If that person wasn't able gonna, wasn't going to be able to make it, I have other people that could have been able to come in. I will reach out to those people and if they can't, I'll charge them that 60% of what their service was going to be. If you're newer in the industry and you don't have a backing quite yet, <clears throat> I would consider having a less aggressive cancellation policy, such as 24 hours. If they cancel within 24 hours, then you can charge them a fee. And I would look at the fee being maybe 20, 30, maybe at most 40% of the service, have a little bit less of a fee. And here's the reasoning behind that. When you're newer, <clears throat> you typically don't have an established built clientele. So your clients have no backing. And if you come at them with this huge abrasive 
cancellation policy, they might not see the value in paying $70 for a cancellation fee when you've only been doing nails for a few months. So at first I would tone it down just a little bit in order to keep that client and nail tech relationship equal. And then once you develop a backing such as experience, clients, confidence, then you can gradually increase the time frame along with the fee. So let's be honest, charging a fee is probably one of the hardest parts of our job. I can't think of anyone, including me, that necessarily enjoys charging this cancellation fee when someone can't come. We all have things in our life that just happen and you can't go to an appointment and that's okay. We need to stop thinking of cancellation policies and charging fees as punishment and start thinking of it as protection, okay? Everyone would be frustrated showing up to their job and not getting paid for a few hours. Ask any of your clients that work a nine to five, if they showed up to work at 9 a.m. and their boss told them, you're not gonna get paid from 12 to two, I don't care if you leave, I don't care what you do, you're not gonna get paid from those hours today, but I need you to come back right at two and resume work. They would be very frustrated. And that's no different from us. If we were promised that pay during that time, then we do deserve to have a portion of that back to us. If someone is committing to that spot, they are committing to your policies. These fees are common practice by now in the industry. If you look at anyone's Instagram, no matter where it's at, you will see a cancellation fee. It's not uncommon. Clients are not surprised when it gets enforced. They know it's going to happen. But here's when it becomes a slippery slope. A slippery slope <laughs> is when you are wishy-washy about the cancellation fee, such as canceling it one time but not or charging it one time but not charging it the next and then not charging it the time after that but charging it the time after that so your clients are confused because you're not strict black and white on your policy there is one and only one exception to this rule and that is sometimes i have heard of people with the first cancellation giving them a freebie. I'm not against this. If this fits your business, then I would suggest implementing it. So if it's a the first time that a client is canceling, write them a text message and say, hey, just so you know, this is my policy. You have to cancel within 48 hours or I do charge this amount. Since you have never done this before, I'll give you a pass this time but keep in mind next time it happens, I will charge a fee. That way it breaks the ice. You've given them one freebie and the next time it happens, they know it's going to happen. I would also add in that with the client perspective, don't be surprised when that client starts being five, 10, 15 minutes late 
and then starts canceling more frequently because they know they can get away with it. So the more stable and the more secure you are with your business, it sets the precedent for how your clients are going to treat the business. Okay. The second advice I'd give you is treat every client the same. It doesn't matter your relationship before or now. If you charge Sarah, she's canceled three times and you charge her a cancellation fee every single time, then Susie needs to be charged every single time as well. Okay. Now I would say if there's like a death in the family or something that is super tragic, of course, it doesn't need to be this black and white, but for something such as I got caught up at work, I got stuck at a meeting, um, I couldn't find a babysitter for my kids. Unfortunately, that's not a tragedy. The only tragedy is you're not getting your nails done today. When it comes to those things, stick with a solid base. The more you do it, the more confident you will get. And then if you treat every client the same, you're not gonna feel bad charging Sally the fee, because you know that Sarah has been charged fee the same every single time. But if you're wobbly and all over the place, how are you going to have a backbone to charge Sally the fee now? You're not because you're going to be like, well, Sarah did this and then that, and and I didn't charge her that fee. So I guess I shouldn't charge this one the fee. And you're going to get too much in your head. Make it a staple. You charge them the fee. If it's a policy, stick to it. If you're not going to stick to it, Don't have it be a policy. The third point is you can be understanding and still charge a fee. You can still be a human and understand that a flat tire on the way to the appointment is really shitty. That sucks. And you understand. But you were expecting them to be there and someone else could have taken that spot. It's things like that that you that. You can be understanding and still say, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to charge you the fee (laughs) or choose your preferred wording there. So keep in mind, you are not punishing your client. They are paying for the service that they agreed to. Be mindful that you are doing your part as well. This is a two-way street. How are we going to charge someone for being 15 minutes late when you consistently run 30 minutes over? That's not equal. That does not happen. Matter of fact, I've dealt with this personally. I ran over, this was years ago, I ran over 30 minutes on a client and she wrote me a couple days later on Instagram and told me how rude and disrespectful I was that I had run over 30 moments and 30 minutes on her appointment. And she just waited up at the front for me. And if I expect her to respect my time, then I need to respect her time. In the moment of getting this text message, it hurt. Looking back on it now, she's not wrong. I should have communicated with her and let her know that I was running 30 minutes behind. We all get there where we're running behind and we feel like picking up our phone and texting the next person 
is going to take an hour out of our service because we're doing everything we possibly can to be as fast as we possibly can. Sometimes it's worth it to just pick up your phone and text your next client and keep them updated. That way they can go run an errand, get a drink, do whatever they need to do. And your client will 100% of the time always respect the fact that you are communicating that with them. The other thing that you need to do is stay professional. When charging a fee, when talking about being late, stay professional about it. The last thing is be consistent when enforcing your policies, as we've talked about. When you're a newer artist and you do have the backing of a laundry list of people that are trying to get into you, it does make it easier and it makes you more confident to charge that fee. When you're a newer client or when you're a baby stylist, it makes it a little harder because you might have a four hour gap after this person that just canceled, but you still need to stick with that policy because this person could follow you down the road for the next three years and they're going to be trained to how they're going to be used to how you uphold your standards. So it's better to show them that you demand respect right off the bat. Again, charging fees is not punishment. It is protection for you. If charging a fee last minute just gets to you too much, here's one last suggestion I have for you. I would tell that client that canceled, let me see if I can get anyone to fill your spot and if I can not, I will have to charge you a fee and then do your best attempt to try to find someone to take that spot. That kind of eases the blow. And then you know that you're doing everything in your power to not have that client pay the fee. As long as you're upfront and honest about your policies at the beginning, your clients know what to expect. It is then up to you with how they're going to treat you and the respect they're going to give you. I hope you guys got so much value from this episode. If you want, follow me over on Instagram. You can catch up to my day-to-day, see what I'm up to, see all the nails I do, see my little posts. I'm over there. My name is Callie Made It, and I will talk to you next week. See ya.